Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Welcome back. Let's talk about the all-important conversation we must have around building your dream team. We know that the only way to close the freedom loop as an entrepreneur is to build a winning, autonomous dream team, the kind of team that can sell, market, and serve for you, the kind of team that can run the day-to-day of your business so that you can be the investor, the visionary, the leader that you truly want to be. And we all know that when we take the right steps and we step up as visionary leaders and we give the support and the direction, the structure and the accountability that's needed, this is possible. It is possible. And if you look at the vast majority of businesses outside of the online space, the founder isn't running around uh, doing the janitorial role and, and selling and marketing and serving the customers and running the business and managing the team and doing the operations and everything in between, right? When you look at businesses outside of the online world, very rarely is the founder actually involved in the day-to-day of the business. And that's because they have built a winning team. They've extracted the owner from being wrapped up in the day-to-day operations and they've built a sellable strategic asset that's self-led. And that is possible for you. It's available to all of us, right? But I hear from business owners a lot when they begin down the path of building a team that it's frustrating, it's expensive, Uh, they have dealt with a lot of what I call the boomerang effect in the business where they actually hired people that made it harder and made the company worse off and more work landed on their plate. Obviously, when you're dealing with humans, there's a lot that comes with that package deal, right? When you go down the path of building a team, you get all the good, but you also get all the other things that come along with that. And unfortunately, in the team building process, a lot of the lessons get learned up front. So when people start building a team, they think, oh, I'm going to get so much relief. I'm going to have freedom. I'm going to have space to think. I'm going to take back my time. We have this grand, beautiful vision of what it's going to be like hiring a team. And then reality sets in. And it's harder. And there's less profits. And it's more time consuming. And very quickly, many of us retreat back to safety. And this is the biggest mistake I think you can make in building a business because every time you retreat back, you go back to the role of you being the business versus building a sellable asset, right? And so getting through the drama and trauma of all of the lessons that come with building a team is super crucial and far too much to cover on this session today, but just a reminder to everyone, I wrote an entire book on this. It's called Bigger Than You, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Building an Unstoppable Dream Team. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on my website. It is going to change the way that you run your company. 
Absolutely. So uh, I took all the lessons learned from building 17 locations and starting with a team member of one and growing it to 100 team members and a group of uh, vice president and above leaders that could basically become self-led in my corporate career before transitioning into the entrepreneurial world and then applying those same lessons in building my company. So if you haven't gotten a copy of Bigger Than You, grab it. If you have a copy, dust it off, pull it back out again. So when you feel like you want to fire everyone, which there will be moments in all of our careers (laughs) where you feel this way, you have to realize that when everyone's the problem, you're the problem, right? And this is a really hard pill to swallow for us as entrepreneurs because we would love to think that we're amazing to work with. We would love to think that we are easy to please. We would love to think that we are consistent, we are clear, we are motivational and inspiring, uh, and that we give our teams everything that they need to succeed. But the truth of the matter is, is that the job of a founder is really tough. It's very complex. You're managing an enormous amount of moving pieces. You have a lot on your plate. You have all of the added emotional stress of the financial and legal and logistical components of the back end of the business that no one sees and no one even realizes that you're dealing with. And then you're trying to be the face of the brand. You're trying to be the leader of the team. You're you're trying to both motivate and inspire, but also cultivate accountability and drive performance. And listen, it takes a really experienced leader to nail all of these things, okay? And so it's a process, and it's a process and a journey over a period of many years, right? You most likely will study leadership and will work to improve leadership over a course of decades, right? It's not a couple weeks or a couple months type of thing. and. I think that what I will say, having gone through the highest highs and the lowest lows uh, of this process up to the journey of today, where now I have two brilliant and incredible presidents that run multiple companies of mine, phenomenal vice presidents that report to them and lead divisions and departments, great mid-level managers, and super talented uh, workforce on on the ground floor went through a lot to get there. And there certainly was a point where I wanted to fire everyone, um, not the people that I have today. But, you know, I will say, I will say that when you feel that way, there are a couple different things that could be going on. Unfortunately, all of them usually tie back to us. That's the bad news. The good news is, is that they all tie back to us, which means that you have the power to change it. Because remember, you can't change other people. You can only change yourself. Okay. So let's talk about the two different primary scenarios that could be driving this emotion for you of feeling really frustrated and and burnout on team, right? On one hand, I talk about this and I've done many episodes sharing this and, you know, I've talked about this in my content for many years you're going to go through seasons and cycles in the business. And as you are in hyper growth, what's happening in your company in one year is the equivalent of what might happen in a bigger corporate company in 10 years. 
which means that there's a very good possibility that if your business is moving quickly through stages of maturity and stages of hyper growth, that you are going to very quickly outgrow people that are no longer able to perform at the level that the company is at. And these are people that could go and work in corporate and they would be unbelievably successful because the pace is slower, there's much more stability and continuity, there's less change, there's less pivoting, and there's just a more stable environment. When you are in hyper growth and the business is evolving quickly, there's a certain type of employee that is going to thrive in that environment. And that's not most people. In fact, 99% of people are not going to thrive in that environment. They're going to lose their freaking minds. They're going to be filled with anxiety, filled with overwhelm, completely stressed out. Um, they're going to not be able to perform at a peak level because in startup mode, there's a lot of chaos because you are growing quickly and you're constantly changing things and there's just so many moving pieces that it takes that 1% person to be able to navigate that and not get emotional about it and have the ability to really enjoy and thrive in that process. If you're in that mode right now and you have a lot of people that don't have, I always call it kind of that mental plasticity to deal with thriving in chaos because you're in startup mode or because you're in hyper growth mode, then you need to really take a look at what type of person is needed in order to thrive in this environment. And what can you do in order to ensure that people are able to thrive in this environment, right? Um, it is a certain type of person. And I do feel and I see this all the time when people come into our coaching programs and the business advisory and they start really accelerating like super quickly, um, you know, I find that a lot of times they need to upgrade and replace almost the entire team because now they're moving more quickly, they're setting higher goals, uh, they're being more aggressive with what they're doing, you know, all of these things. And so there is a time and a season where if you feel like you need to fire everyone, you need to really take a hard look on uh, your your the people that you've brought in and whether they're a match for your past or whether you're, they're a match for your future. And there will be people that will grow through all of the seasons with you and there will be people that, you know, will be able to cross over these um, hurdles with you, but there will also be people that will not be able to. And knowing the difference is really important. Now, we as business leaders cannot use as a crutch, oh, we're in hyper growth. Oh, we're moving really quickly. Oh, you know, it's, it's this or that is the reason why and, and put the blame on them because we have the onus of hiring people that are a match, clearly communicating what the environment is and what is needed. Uh, cultivating an environment in which people can thrive and creating, you know, sustainability around that. Okay. So I don't want to give anyone the idea that we can just write off 
our responsibility for creating an environment in which people can succeed as a trade-off for the growth that we're experiencing in the business because that will not work either. But I do think it's very important to assess realistically whether the people that you have can thrive in the environment that you're in. And I want to give a very specific example there. Many people that had sales reps with them in 2020 and 2021 who were performing exceptionally well and generating lots of sales and making lots of money for the business, their performance dropped in 2022 and their performance dropped even more in 2023. And now they're at the point where they're selling basically nothing. Now, why is that? Well, because in 2020 and 2021, no one needed to sell anything. People were buying because they were in buying mode. And your content did all the heavy lifting and your sales rep was simply a touch point uh, that maybe gave them a gentle nudge to push them over the edge. That's it. 2022, a little bit more selling was required, right? A little bit more, uh, you know, relationship was required. 2023? Oh, now you actually have to have skill. Now you actually need to be able to listen, articulate, provide value, right? Have a bit of sophistication to what you're doing. And guess what? A lot of the people that you had selling for you in 2020 and 2021 are absolutely not going to make it in this environment in 2023. No matter how much selling training you give them or sales training you give them or whatever. And not only that, but the people who sold like that in 2020 and 2021 and are now experiencing this environment in 2023, a lot of them are not going to take ownership for their gaps in their own capability. They're going to point a finger outside of themselves and not really take the responsibility for up-leveling their strategy, their skill set, their, you know, relationship building, all of those things to hit their goals. So now there's like this friction because you're frustrated with them because their performance has dropped. And uh, you're wondering why, why is your performance dropped so much? And then, you know, on their side, you know, they're looking at everything outside of um, themselves as to why it's so much harder. And those things are true too. It is, you know, harder than it was obviously during COVID. Um, but the bottom line is that you need people selling today that are capable to sell in today's environment. That's the bottom line. And so if you have people on your team that aren't taking responsibility for getting better, for sharpening their iron and for up-leveling their skill set and doing more and going above and beyond and really doubling down to get to those goals, then no matter how much you bang your head against the wall, you're probably not going to get to where you need to be. And the same thing could go for lots of different roles in the company. So the first kind of big category when you feel like you want to fire everyone is like having an honest assessment of the environment that you're bringing them into, the type of person that is going to thrive in that environment, how you need to set things up so that someone can thrive in that environment, uh, and really assessing whether the people that you have today are willing and able to perform in the climate of today, which, oh, by the way, it's not going to get easier. It's probably going to get harder, right? Okay. Then on the flip side, 
We've done some episodes recently and we've talked about the chaos that CEOs create in their own businesses. We've talked about relinquishing control versus abdicating power. I mean, we've had a lot of conversations on the show recently about all the things that we CEOs do that actually create an interruption in performance, right? And so this is one of the biggest things where you have to really look at what are you doing as a CEO or as a president or as a leader to create an environment in which people can thrive in a sustainable way? And that is far more than we can cover on a short podcast episode, although I do explore it deeply and bigger than you. But for a lot of people, they want to fire everyone all the time because their standards on things are levels that will never be met because you're measuring people on too many different things and therefore their energy is too diluted. And they're never going to be able to hit all the marks. And I saw this in corporate a lot where they would be measuring like 25 different things. But I knew that the only thing I needed to talk to my team about was, you know, like three to five things. And so I acted as a blocker a lot for my team. So instead of hitting them with the 25 things that I had to report on and that I needed to be accountable for at my level... I would make sure that people at the desk level could just focus on the three to five things that were going to get them customers, expand market share, grow gross margin, et cetera. And that's your job too, right? Your job is to keep the complexity at the top and to be a blocker for the people at the bottom so that they can get on the field and play the game and win. And many times we're doing exactly the opposite. Many times we are nitpicking hundreds of different things. We are looking at far too many different metrics. We are asking for focus on too many different projects and deliverables and key things. And because of that, everyone's energy is diluted. Everyone's focus is is frantically chaotic. Uh, and no one can consistently execute on anything for long enough to actually produce a result. And this is where we as CEOs have to constantly be working on ourselves and constantly try to understand the operating reality of the people in the shoes on our teams because we have to look for ways that we can create stability and continuity with what we're doing so that we can improve outcomes, okay? Many times leaders want to fire everyone because they're actually not allowing people to rise up to meet their own potential because they're sending them on a wild goose chase in so many different directions on so many different things that they can't possibly live up to the results. And so what I recommend that you think about as a leader is for each role in your company, what are the one to three things that you feel like you just can't live without in that role that are going to be the most important metrics that you consistently stay focused on um, over and over and over again, right? What are those things that you're going to be wildly consistent with? And how can you simplify their focus so they can do really, really well with those things? Okay. So again, 
everything that you say and everything that you do as the CEO or as the leader is like magnified. And that's what we also don't realize is that our words carry so much power and our behavior carries so much power. And you may say something as like a one-off and someone may read so deeply into that and it could completely set the team off in the wrong direction. Okay. So I just want to give everyone the opportunity to really think about, you know, what they, they typically say is, you know, like if everyone is underperforming on the team, they're going to fire the coach. Right. And so what you want to look at is, uh, what is your role in creating a high performance environment? Is there consistency in what's being measured and tracked? Is there clarity around the focus? Does everyone on the team know what are the majors and what are the minors? Do we have ample runway to set things up well for success? Does the team feel clear on the vision, on the roadmap to how to execute it? Are you focused on the what's in it for them? Is there a clear growth path for people in the company? Right? Now is a great time. We just scheduled in November our annual reviews for all of our team members. Now is a great time to schedule a day between now and the end of the year to do annual reviews with your team. It's a great time to talk to people about their career progression, set them on the path for the next steps in their role, really look at where they've grown this year and what they've learned and what is next for them, right? So set aside time to do that, right? But when you want to fire everyone all the time, it's always coming back to you. If you're hiring the wrong people, if you're hiring too many people, if you've let your expenses get bloated, and because of that, everyone needs to perform at, uh, you know, a 15 out of 10 all the time in order to, uh, you know, get to the goals, that's not going to work. Lower your expenses, right? So as a leader, it's just so important for you to look at what your role is in that. Hire appropriately. Hire enough, but not too much. Keep your expenses in line. Reduce them where necessary, as necessary, to make it manageable for everyone. Okay? Consistency, clarity, and simplicity. Right? And again, make sure that when you do bring people into your organization, that they have support, that they have clarity, that there is an onboarding process, that there is education that's provided to them, that someone can actually step in and be successful in the role that you're hiring them for, right? Uh, this is a longer conversation than what we can have on the show today, but I think we at least scratch the surface here. And as a next step, I would definitely recommend that you check out Bigger Than You. There's also some great episodes. Just if you scroll back through the podcast, there's all sorts of episodes here on leadership and team building that I think will be very helpful for you. But remember, team is behind the dream and it's the only way to close the freedom loop. So if you want to scale a multi-million dollar company and you want to have time freedom and you want to be able to run something that doesn't require you all day every day, you have to commit to becoming a better leader and you have to commit to team. So you got this. Be inspired. Go take action. I'll see you back here soon. 
Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.